everyone, it's Brandon and Jesse, and this is the Box Office Bomb Squad. This is where we'll break down some of the biggest bombs that ever hit theaters. And today's bomb is Solo, a Star Wars story? What's your name, son? Han. Han what? Who are your people? I don't have people. I'm alone. Um... Solo. Approved. Proceed to transport ID 83 for the Naval Academy at Corita. Good luck, Han Solo. We'll have you flying in no time. Solo is four letters and he only punched four, three buttons on that keyboard. I mean, there's a... <laughs> First off... Well, you know what? We'll get into that when we get, when we talk about it. Let me just... The movie... Let's just say this. The movie... Uh, made less than 100 million over budget, uh, so that's a failure. Uh, in these kind of movies, it's 300 million dollar budget. The box office 393. They needed 500 mil to actually uh, make money. In the end, it looks like they lost the studio about 80 million dollars. Yeah, uh, done with that. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay. I wanted to say this after you said that. This movie has so many fucking occurrences of an origin of something that does not fucking need an origin story. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, Han Solo himself, we don't really need an origin story, but God damn. What do we call so much? Isn't there it. a word for that? Retcon? Is what is that what that means? No, retcon means you you change the history to uh to a different thing. We didn't know oh, the origin of Han's last name because no I one see. fucking okay. cared. It was his last fucking name. <laughs> we didn't change the ending to, or we didn't know fucking how Han got his gun, or you know, like I don't mind how Han met Chewie. I don't mind how Han met Lando. Those things are fine, but there's so many moments in this that are so full of shit of like, look, now you have an origin to that. And it's like, do we need an origin to that? Like, do we need it? <sighs> There's so much. I, I have so much to go into for it. So like, God damn, this movie annoyed me. It's in <laughs> so many times. Ugh. First off, right at the opening, why are you doing this? Why are you giving us this background history and these, this font? Why don't we have a scrawl like every other fucking time? Yeah, that was weird because the scroll is usually like telling us the current state of things. And and that's what it's doing. It's like telling you, oh, this is happening. Oh, all the uh, Lady Proxima, whatever the fuck that stupid slug was. I think she's a prawn. Uh, A slug, a prawn, something slimy that lives in the water and is allergic to sun on a planet with that's above water. That's. I, I can't believe this movie was mostly written by Phil Lord and Tim Miller because they're good. They're very good. And the original movie that this was before Ron Howard turned it into this bullshit was probably a very good, funny movie. Uh, Clyde with a Chance of Meatballs. Uh, 
Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, that's these guys, right? They they know what they're doing. They know how to tell a good story. Oh, yeah. But Kathleen Kennedy it was like, this is too funny, and we can't have that. It's got to be stupid and make no fucking sense, because that's how I like these movies to be. She's the worst fucking thing for Star Wars, man. <laughs> like, anytime that they're, like, talking Mandalorian and she shows up, I'm like, get the fuck away from here. Get away. <laughs> Leave it with Filoni and fucking Favreau. Let them do it. They're doing just fine. They're doing all the shit that people want to see. Get the fuck out of here, Kathleen Kennedy. Just roll up a You're newspaper. fucking poison. No. Bad. <laughs> Why? Like, like, there's an origin for Chewie's nickname. Why? We, yeah. I fucking get it. I'm not stupid. I can put together that Chewbacca and Chewie are the same fucking name, but one yeah. shorter. It's not like his, nick, his full name was like, Chewlandrian destroyer of worlds, eater of universes, or something. It's Chewbacca. Like, oh, you know, it, it's just like, why Only we have one that more moment? And like, uh, way to put too much information we don't care about and none of the shit we do care about. I understand that they maybe wanted to turn this into a franchise, but like, why couldn't Proxima and this whole beginning be Jabba? Why couldn't this be the fucking mission that Han flaked out on? Why couldn't Greedo be part of this crew that uh, Beckett betrays with? Like, why... Why do we have all new characters that have never been mentioned ever before show up? Why give Han a fucking love interest? And and when we know that's not how it's going to work out, like, I I don't know. There's so many, it's such bad fucking writing. It's just bad. Like Han could have easily been like, oh, well, he, he abandoned, you know, make the movie starting with him abandoning the fucking empire. Cause we know that happened. We know he's ex empire. So have him start with that. That's interesting. Oh, Jabba wants him to do a job. Have him do a couple very good, successful jobs. Because remember, Jabba says, I like you. You're great. But you you failed at this one mission. So here's a question. When did Jabba ever think he's good? What has he done? He hasn't done shit. The one mission that we see him do, he fails. Yeah. Yeah, not only that, but and you're right. He He is talking about this big gangster who's trying to put together a big job. So we yeah. we have to assume that that's the job he flakes out on. Yeah. Like that's I mean, the way, because, because they're just using fucking loose ends to try to say that this is an origin story, but yeah. it, it doesn't make any fucking sense. And then like the movie tries so hard to be like, look, we killed this character, this character died. Isn't that sad? Like, no, it's not sad. I don't fucking know them. I don't know this lady who just died. She shows up for five fucking minutes and dead. I don't care. I don't care about her. I don't care about the space monkey who drives the ship. I don't fucking know him. I don't even know what his name is to this moment. I don't fucking care. I know John Favreau's voice. That's fucking it. I don't. I don't necessarily care about him, but he was. I wanted more of him. Is I really like the character. <laughs> I do get annoyed, and this is dumb. I do get annoyed whenever I see a new droid or a new alien species that we've never seen before because it's like there's so many to play with, and you're making a new one. And I understand you want a new one. That's fine. There can be new ones. But, like, L3, the droid design was neat, but, like, we've never seen another droid that looks anything like that. And it's like, it's why K2SO is weird in Rogue One. Because they're like, yeah, the Empire uses these. They go, really? I've never fucking seen those. I've seen a lot of the Empire, but I've never seen that thing. And then the monkey guy, 
it, it's whatever species he is. He's familiar enough for Han to go, well, I know what you are because of the extra arms. But then it's like, we never see another one of those ever again. And I'm like, you could have easily just made that a species we've already seen and then go, oh, look, it's one of those things. Here's some story. Like, I'm not saying that you have to follow those rules and you're not allowed to invent and be different. But, like, the cantina gave us 30 fucking new alien types. And then we get the the um, the new cantina, as they call it. Like, whenever we see Mas Kanata for the first time or even the casino, it's a bunch of new alien types. It's like, man, I get that there's infinite possibilities of aliens, but, like, can we see a few repeats? Can we see some of these things? It's like the only alien that there's multiples of seem to be figuring Dan and the fucking nodal, modal nodes, those things, the jizz whalers. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, the movie is so badly written. And the thing is, for what it is, it's not terrible. It's actually pretty entertaining. But this how do you fail at this? How do you fail at this? You're given the keys to millions of dollars and you fail. What are you doing? You're like, Hey, you're going to make a movie about Han Solo. Well, that's fucking money. Let's see. What do I know about Han Solo? Oh, he's got that rivalry with Boba Fett. Everybody wants to know about that. Oh, him and Lando did a bunch of missions together. Let's let's learn about that. Oh, you know, Greedo hates him for some reason. Oh, he's got that mission with Jabba. Yeah, that's interesting. How about we put none of that in the fucking movie? <laughs> How do you do this? How do you put fucking none of it in there? It's just, uh, like, just come the fuck on, man. Like, what were you fucking planning? That being said, Donald Glover's Lando is amazing. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, not only if is... They, if they did a sequel and it was just about Lando, I'd watch it. For sure, yeah. And, I mean, to be honest, the... Uh, I forget his name. The actor that played Solo, played Han, did a fantastic job as Han. So, I, I have my yeses and my noes with him. I think he was a little nasally. I don't think he was, like, quite... Uh, baritone enough for Han granted that could change when he gets older physically he got a lot of that shit down real well uh even the way Harrison Ford shoots guns you know he he really got that stuff down well the voice was a little off I was okay with the face being off because like we're not gonna find an exact fucking replica but a, a dumb thing that annoyed me this guy is really short yeah he is pretty short and that's fine but you're your your character is very tall. Harrison Ford is a tall man. Like, let's do. Let's see how many how few keys can I type to type a whole name here. <laughs> <laughs> Harrison Ford six height, one. right? He's six one. Yeah. Okay. So what's this guy's name? Uh, oh my god, I don't even remember his name. It's weird. Might help if I. Put the right thing in there. What's that actor's name? How oh my fast God. can you do it? How fast Al- can you do Alden? it? Alden, Alden, I, I can't even say it. Aaron Rick? I would say Aaron Rick, yeah. That's how I would pronounce that. But he's 5'9. Mm, I feel like there's no way. I feel like he's lying. Granted, I, he's next to Amelia Clark and she's very small, but like. Yeah, she's like 5'2. 
when we see him next to other characters and just see him doing things, he looks significantly shorter than just a, what, a, a four inch difference. I guess four inches is considerable amount though. Anyway. And I know this actor's good. I've seen him in things. I love, I, I like Hale Caesar. He's in that. He's very good in that. Uh, he's also in that beautiful creature film, which is trash, but that's not his fault. I'll never hold that against him. So that's nobody's fault, but the trash writers and <laughs> forcing movies out that don't need to be made. Um, so like, I mean, Chewbacca is very tall. Paul Bettany is very tall. Maybe it's just, and I, I mean, in this movie, Woody Harrelson looks like a giant compared to everybody. Cause he just looks real tall, but who knows? Yeah. Um, I like Woody Harrelson's character. Five ten. Yeah, he looked way taller than. Yeah, that's it, weird. For, You've got a really good point because he does feel a lot smaller than everybody. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe it's because they put him next to Chewbacca so much, but he looks so yeah. much smaller than everyone. And again, Kira, she's five two. Amelia Clark, she's so small. Yeah. So like, maybe it was like a weird thing where you're comparing those heights, but I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know how high, how tall. Um, the person portraying Chewbacca is in this movie, but Chewbacca is supposed to be eight feet tall. The new actor is a little bit taller than uh, Peter Mayhew. Uh, Peter Mayhew, like like maybe an inch or two taller. Uh, so the mask was actually made to have less of a uh, top on it to make his head a little shorter. Because if you look at old Chewbacca pics, his head is like got a considerable height to it above his eyes. They lowered that slightly. So then uh, his height is around the same. He is, holy crap. Junas yeah. Sumtam, Sutamo. Oh, yeah, his name makes no sense. Like, yeah. he's, uh, Suatamo, I assume. I, I apologize horribly. But it's he's six foot 11. Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> Peter Mayhew. That's insane. Chewbacca uh, is supposed to be seven foot five. Oh, is he? According to Wikipedia, yeah. he was supposed to be eight feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> but Peter Mayhew says he's seven foot two. So I guess he's a little, sh- the new guy's a little shorter. Maybe that was backwards. Maybe they added to his head. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, and John Favreau, the uh, the little monkey pilot man, his name was Rio Durant, by the way. I just I don't care about any of the characters that we get introduced to. Like maybe I'd care a little bit if we got the story that we originally were supposed to be told. Like apparently Sandy Newton's character wasn't supposed to die the minute she fucking showed up. She was supposed to be in the movie for a while, but that was a, a change that uh, was made, which is unfortunate because she's a very good actress. So it oh, sucks yeah. showing her show up and then die for no fucking reason. She just kills herself for no reason for stealing money. Nothing you can st- live and steal more money later. That yeah. Well, what the well the, the whole the whole thing with the uh, blowing up the bridge thing. It's like oh okay, you, you blew up the bridge. Like just leave. Yeah, leave. Yeah, you're right. It's like okay, well we failed this one. We leave. And so she's like, I'm going to blow myself up. So you guys fail anyway. Stupid. Super stupid. Do not care. Uh, shower scene's funny. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> Got an actual laugh out of me. Yeah. There are a couple things in here that get a laugh out of me. Kill him slower. Uh, <laughs> that, that line, 
Uh, you're killing him too fast. Kill him slower. I don't know why. I, I chuckled out loud on that one. I couldn't help it. <laughs> the droid fights are, are. I like the droid fight thing. I like seeing Ron Howard's brother show up for that. That was funny. I was like, oh, okay, here he is because he always has to show up. But boy, oh boy, is Amelia Clark a bad actress? <laughs> Sorry, she's just a bad actress. She has. <laughs> she does not emote where the shit. She is terrible. Like when everybody, like everybody's like, "Ooh, Game of Thrones!" That she's fucking terrible in Game of Thrones. The reason that in Game of Thrones that everyone shits on the last season where they're like, I just can't believe she do that. It's like, yeah, you couldn't believe anything she does because she's a terrible fucking actress. If she was a good actress, she could have sold that she was losing her fucking mind and you would have believed it. Instead, you have Amelia Clark, who's as stone faced as can be, who can barely fucking smile in a role, fucking walking her way through major Hollywood roles, ruining franchises like Terminator and this. Stop fucking putting her in stuff. I'm sure she's a very fucking nice person. I'm sure there's some movies out there where she's going to fit perfectly, but stop putting her in this shit. Cause she's a bad fucking actress. She needs to learn to get better and she will. These actresses get better. These actors get better when you have only shit movies and you can't get a good movie. You learn to be a fucking better actor. She is fucking bad. I don't know why she continues to get high profile work because I don't know anyone out there. That's like, well, I really like that. Amelia Clark. Did you see that new Amelia Clark movie? God damn, she's good. No, she's fucking terrible. You know, I can't stand her as an actress. I didn't realize this, but I'm looking at her IMDb page. It only goes back to 2009. She hasn't been around very long. Yeah. Game of Thrones was her big breakout, and like for some reason, she just handed a million things because of it. Yeah. Meanwhile, everyone else in that cast, all those really, the people that really did act very well in that show, they're not getting shit. The guy who played uh, the fucking Onion Knight, that guy, I don't see him him in anything. That's a fucking shame. What a great actor. Shit, I don't even see uh, Melisandre from Game of Thrones, her uh, her servant in there. She's really good. I've seen her oh, show yeah, up in a couple yeah. things, and when she shows up, I'm like, oh, there she is. She's good. But nope, Amelia Clark gets all the fucking roles because, I don't know, she's pretty? I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't get it. I don't get it. No chemistry. She has no spark. No matter who she's on screen with, I'm bored out of my fucking mind. Paul Bettany is acting with a fucking dummy when he's acting with her. She can't even act uncomfortable because that's like she's supposed to be around him. She's supposed to be really uncomfortable. She can't even fucking do that. It's like, you know what? Act the way that you act around all these fucking Hollywood scumbags that try to offer you roles because I know that they're fucking creeps. We all know they're creeps. That's how you act uncomfortable. Fucking do that. Paul Bettany's character, fucking waste of Paul Bettany. My God, what a terrible fucking character. This face thing makes no fucking sense. His scars like glow when he's mad. I don't, what the fuck is happening here? Now, when I found out that Michael K. Williams was actually in this movie originally as like a lion man, and that was the villain, which is why all those servants are lions, by the way, and they cut Michael K. Williams for this piece of shit role, I'm like, man, I feel terrible for Michael K. Williams because he's fucking great. He's he has passed away since, and that is unfortunate. But what a fucking waste of a good actor. And he had said, whatever, I got paid, I don't care. But like, fuck, man, he was going to be part of Star Wars. And instead, it gets passed off. Like, Not to turn it racial, but you're giving it to a fucking another white guy? Yeah, so... Here's something you mentioned the scars. I actually thought that was kind of interesting. 
uh, it builds tension where tension would otherwise not be, I guess. See, to me, having a scars and a double bladed blade was just a cheap ass fucking way of going. Darth Maul's coming, and I and I yeah. hated it. Well, that's a that's a good point. Um, so <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry to no, you're step fine. On your- According to Wikipedia, Wikipedia, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, Dryden Voss is near human. He has a number of alien attributes, such as a claw that extended from his thumb and many intricate striations ran along his face that were connected to the activity in his circulatory system and adrenaline levels. Stupid. That's why those work the way they do. It, you know what it is? You want to know what it really is? Last minute reshoots, and they couldn't afford to get any prosthetics, uh, prosthetics made to actually make him an interesting looking character. He's wearing fucking tennis shoes, Jesse. Is he? I yes. never looked at his feet. <laughs> You'll go back and watch. He's wearing fucking tennis shoes. He's wearing like van slip-ons in some of the scenes. That's how little fucking effort they put into this. That's why this movie is a piece of shit. Deserved to fail. Not spoiler warning. <laughs> okay. In the, in the clip I'm looking at, he looks like he's wearing um, just some dress shoes. Yeah. But the only person in the I, galaxy I that wears dress shoes, by the way. Well, yeah. <laughs> Everyone else wears boots in all of Star Wars, but you know Dryden Voss, He's dumb name. I don't really like the name either that much either. But it's better than Infus Nest, which is hard to say. And now a word from our sponsor. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> yeah, some of these names are a little rough. So there's speculation and rumor that originally Infus Nest was supposed to be the daughter of Thandie Newton and. Uh, Woody Harrelson's character and that would have made it much more interesting for what was happening and that her rebellion was because her father continued to serve the empire helping the empire with shit while she wanted to be a freedom fighter blah 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 but like this movie got turned into this Han helped start the rebellion bullshit which I hate Han helped start the rebellion that means his turn as a good guy at the end of A New Hope means nothing because he's always been a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's, so, he's a lovable scoundrel. I, I don't like that he's always been the good guy. Make him a bad guy. Him always being the good guy puts no fucking weight on the fact that he cared enough about Luke to return and help. He just was going to do it anyway because he always does. It takes away any emotional pull that he has towards Luke or Leia. I do not like it. Yeah, like almost almost what I wish would have kind of happened is he is a good guy and then he gets betrayed uh, by Woody Harrelson and then he like shuts off and doesn't want to help anyone. He becomes completely selfish, you know, and kind of becomes not necessarily a bad guy, but someone who's never going to help anybody. And then it makes more sense for him to turn and decide to help Luke and Leia. But here, here's the issue even with that, and, and storytelling-wise, we're supposed to believe the Force is so powerful that it can change things and that it means something and that Luke is so inspirational as a leader that he can turn someone who is a known criminal and killer like Han Solo into a good man. I mean, they already fucking screwed the pooch when they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, Chewbacca knows Yoda and hung out with him during the attack of the clones. I don't know if you guys knew that, but yeah, that's something that happened, <laughs> which is also fucking stupid. I, I like this movie didn't need to happen because you have to introduce so much bullshit. Like Chewbacca never mentions. Oh yeah. yeah I, I know these guys. 
Like he never brings any of that up. Chewbacca's useless in this film, by the way. He doesn't really do anything. I lifts heavy things. I think. Yeah, he lifts about, heavy things. That's, that's it. about it. Hundred ninety years old. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> that I I kind of giggled at that. That was interesting. Also, the Falcon has a brain in it. The Falcon is a sentient being, right? Han's a piece of shit for doing that, for taking it from Lando. That's his fucking love. He loves that robot, right? They they establish that Han or Lando's in love with her. Yeah. And Han's like, fuck you, taking your girlfriend. That's the only bad guy thing he did. But they do it in a way of like, isn't it lighthearted and funny that he got the Falcon? Like, no, that's terrible. He fucking stole the woman that that man loves. Granted, it's a fucking robot, but that's still a fucked up thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I assume that, uh, I don't know. I, I'd have to listen to the, the dialogue a little bit more in that area. Uh, but I mean, they did connect her brain to the, um, you know, the Falcon. Uh, and they say that she's going to be forever be part of it. Yeah. But I don't know if it was actually like her sentience or if it was just because he said she's got one of the de- best damn navigational databases in the galaxy, which there's at least one person in every fucking Star Wars movie that has the best damn something in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I, I, mean, I don't know if they just won the database. Han, Han or, Solo knows that he funded the resistance. He knows he funded the resistance, but when he meets Leia and she goes, the resistance is important. He's like, bullshit, I ain't talking about that bullshit. Get out of here, woman. That shit's wild. I'm not dealing with that. It's like, Han, don't you remember that you funded the resistance, you fucking idiot? But this movie doesn't pay attention to its own fucking history, so. Yeah. Uh, on that one, it could just be that, you know, he, he funded the resistance, but then is one of those one of those people that wants to help but doesn't want to be known for helping. I don't know. I don't know. That's how I would the explain movie, that one. So much of the movie is so forced. Like, even yeah. Maul showing up just that feels was, forced. I didn't like that. I mean, it I was, get it. Yep. That was a cool reveal. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, and we knew that he ran a crime syndicate. Oh, neat. Okay. But, like, it feels very forced to just try to connect more connective tissue for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, that one, I agree with that completely. We could have done without no. that. And we never see Kira ever again. <laughs> yeah, that character doesn't exist anywhere else. Yeah. So, okay, sure, whatever. Uh I do like that Han shot Beckett first. That I like so that good. bit. That was that was a good bit because it needed to be done. The uh, trailer. This movie went through so many rewrites and and so many like oh this is shit that they only put the trailer out three three weeks before it hit. Holy cow! We got a small teaser trailer on that year Super Bowl, but there wasn't much in it. They waited until three weeks to put out a trailer because they knew the more they show, the less people are going to see it. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Um, Yeah, it's funny, too, because it's like I love Star Wars. Very passionate about Star Wars. I really appreciate Star Wars. I'm sad we're doing a Star Wars film. You know what I mean? Yeah. The idea of a Star Wars film bombing is just so bizarre because the worst Star Wars film still made a ton of money. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, this one had a hell of a budget. I don't know what the budget was on the other ones. Probably I mean, less than three hundred million. Yeah, this one's budget was through the freaking roof. Yeah, and its release date was not good. 
Not oh, yeah, good so at all. I, do you have any information on its release date or what it went up against or anything? So uh, the weekend before um, was Deadpool 2. Um, four weeks earlier was Avengers Infinity War, which was still mm. pulling in a bunch of people because that one just ran forever. And then yeah, Incredibles 2 was booked for three weeks later. And those all come from, I mean, you got to figure those are pretty much the exact same studio. That's, studio, yeah. yeah it's one studio putting out all those movies. It's so competing with itself other. and ki- shooting itself in the foot, which is funny. Exactly. Yeah. And honestly, those were the some of the biggest uh, detriments to this movie. It wasn't, it wasn't other movies. It was <laughs> the studio's own movies that were causing problems. Uh, and then not only that, but... Uh, this this movie came out basically five. It came out five months after um, the um, the Last Jedi. Oh yeah, that was during that time era where we're gonna get like one or two Star Wars films a year. Yeah, and it only left theaters. From what I'm seeing, um, it only left theaters in April of 2018, which was basically a month before Solo came out. Yeah, it's even. Even Marvel tries not to stack shit that close. Yeah. Granted, we're getting that this year, but we're getting Doctor Strange, and it's it's almost going to lead right up to Thor. But that's because of the pandemic, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, putting that many movies from the same studio alongside uh, what this movie is basically a spinoff of, you know, a few months previous. That's rough, man. It's it's hard to keep people coming back for the same franchise like that. Well, I mean, uh, do you have any other nitpicks before we go to the next segment? Because that's a good introduction of, you know, should it fail or not? I do not. All right. Well, then should it fail? Should it bomb? <laughs> Got my stuff wrong. So yeah, I, I I wanted to go into this because you made a great point with what you just said. So go ahead. Um, I have a feeling we're gonna disagree on this. No. Oh, in heart and spirit, no. Okay. But yeah. For what was on the screen? Yes. Sort of. So for me, uh, I was not bored. I was entertained the entire time. I did enjoy watching it. Sure, there were problems. Um, maybe it's just that I've watched this along the litmus test of all our other movies. <laughs> mm, <true>. uh, but <laughs> when you, when you put it up next to like cats, this movie is a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. As far as star Wars movies, definitely would not be in like my top three, well, but I can, re- I did I can watch it. all nine of the main line. And it, regardless of the quality that is and isn't there throughout, mm. I can watch all nine of the main line once every other year. I may never watch this movie ever again. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, on paper, should it bomb? Well, see, I'm in a weird area for it because I don't think anyone was asking for a solo, like, origin story. I don't think anybody wanted that. Not whenever we had untie, uh, we had unfinished business with Obi-Wan Kenobi. We had Boba Fett that we wanted to see something about all the, just 
Ahsoka, we had so many characters that we want more of a character that had a nice little arc and a nice little bow at the end. Cause we saw him already die. I don't know if we needed his early years. I don't know if we needed to see his whole life. I think what we saw of his life was fine and necessary. You think it would have been better for those parts of his life to be just something we don't talk about. I think it would have been better if this was a Lando centric film that he oh, cameos yeah. in and we see Lando's interactions because that's the fun part. And we see how, like, here's a question for you. How the fuck did Lando go from being a smuggler that worked alongside a piece of shit like Han Solo that we know to running a fucking city? I hate you. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, because whenever be we cool. meet, when we meet Han or when we meet Lando, He's like, oh, he's a Baron Administrator of Cloud City. You're like, how? How did he get to that point? I, I'd love to see that story. That's a story. Not why does why is Han's last name Solo? That's bullshit. <laughs> like, and then you know, there's another little bit that annoys me. Lando and Chewbacca have no fucking lines together in this film. They don't ever talk to each other. That's a really good point. I didn't think about that until just now. Yeah, but yet whenever Lando sees Chewbacca, he's like, hey, Chewbacca! Like, they're old friends. It's like, you don't know that motherfucker. You've never talked to him before. We know this because we've seen your entire life with him, apparently. So, like, if we would have got the Lando movie and it would have been Lando trying to do the same, you know what? Keep the same fucking thing. Beckett and all that. And then have him go, well, we need to put the crew together because they all died and all we have is Beckett. So you find Han, you find Chewie, bring him in, throw Greedo in there. Give Greedo a reason to hate Han, you know, have Han betray him and give us a little bit of why uh, there was a little bit of realism whenever Lando goes, you have a lot of nerve coming here. You know, when he did that, it's like a great spot, but it's like, why would he say, why would Han think that was a real situation unless he had done something bad? And granted in this film, they do go with the whole, Oh, he took the ship. But like, I just feel like there's a better movie here with Lando as the lead. And instead we got Han as the lead. So I, I don't think a star Wars film should fail. And I think the bones of the story, especially with more Lando is a great film that wouldn't fail. But with the studio interference jamming bullshit in with the with firing great creators like uh, Lord Miller to bring on a boomer fucking director like goddamn Ron Howard uh, with the, all these choices made by Kathleen Kennedy that hurt the film. Yes, I, I do think it should bomb because anytime there's this much interference in something that should work and it fails is a good thing because that tells us in the future we get less interference. Kill them slower. Exactly. Like kill them slower. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I, I see, I see all your points. I really do. Um, Now this movie isn't a failure in my eyes either. Like I give it a, a C, you know, like if someone's never seen Star Wars, it might be something I show them alongside with everything else. But this would never be a movie that I would personally go, man, you know what I haven't seen in a while? Solo. So that, that's where I am with it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm the maybe I'm that toxic Star Wars fan <laughs> that 
everyone complains about, you know? Blue but milk. Like, yeah. I just feel like this movie felt so unnecessary that it, it just, and then every time something happens on the screen, it's just a groaner moment of more unnecessary bits. And it just amplifies my feelings of it being unnecessary. When, oh, Chewbacca, that, I'm going to guy something shorter than that. Oh, wow. We really needed you to explain that you gave someone a nickname to make their name shorter. What do you, do you think we're fucking stupid? Like, where are we? Why are we, why do we have this dialogue? And I will say this. We watched the regular version for this because the director's cut wasn't what we were reviewing. Mm -hmm. The director's cut, which has some more Lord Miller stuff in there. There's some good bits in it. There's a scene where Beckett, Solo, and Chewbacca are walking in the snow and Han makes a snowball and throws it at Chewbacca. And then Chewbacca turns around and then digs in the snow and picks up a fucking snowball that's the size of like, <laughs> it, it's the size of a small child. And he just fucking slams it into Han and Han just goes into the ground. And then they like wrestle in the snow for a minute. And Beckett's like, do you mind? I was like, well, there's some chemistry of best friends right there. Yeah. I don't get that from anything else we've seen. Yeah, not not in this movie, uh, which is a, a bummer because, I mean, that's one of the classic bromances oh, of classic all friendship. of Star Wars. Yeah. I did <sighs> like at the end when, um, you know, Han and Chewie were piloting the Falcon together. That was cool. Oh, I like when uh, Chewbacca was looking at the, uh, the co-pilot seat and he's like, ooh, a co-pilot, I know how to fly. And then he just wouldn't say anything. And then, like, finally shit goes down, and he's like, I need a co-pilot. And then Chewbacca's like, I know how to fly. And you're like, oh, okay, well, that was good. That's a that's a fun moment. Yeah. But uh, Chewbacca's just too nice to say anything, you know? <laughs> Thought that was interesting. But um, neither here nor there. The, the thing about this film is, as passionate as I am about it and as weird as it is and as much stuff that went on, there's not a lot to talk about. Like, have you heard anyone bring this film up ever in your life? No, not at all. And I didn't. I forget it ex exists completely. Yeah, I, you never hear anyone. I don't even hear anyone talk about how bad it, how bad it could be. You yeah, know? The, like, it's just, it, it suffers from the worst crime a movie can suffer from. And that's just being 100% forgettable. Yeah, I, I will give it that. I was entertained, but I was, I'll forget most of this. Yeah, because to this day, you still get people that go, well, have you seen Rogue One? It's very good. Or I didn't like Rogue One. It's too boring. You know, you still get people that will bring up Rogue One. Granted, I love Rogue One. But you still get people that bring it up. I've never heard anyone bring up Solo unless I actively am making a joke about it. Yeah. Or, like, we make jokes whenever someone says their last name. We'll, like, make a joke about it because it's so stupid, the whole, uh so like what if hmm. what if he wouldn't have settled on that you know like it, your name is han mcgillicuddy lonely <laughs> oh you're alone oh, there's only one of you your name is han one guy you know, it's like there's <laughs> so many like dumb jokes that can be made from that you know oh uh han vest oh, <laughs> like, your name just, is han you've come to me for a job 
<laughs> yeah. Han job. That's yeah, that's right. I do like that uh Lando calls him Han every time. Yeah. He's like, that's Han because that is something Billy D. Williams. Oh William December Williams. Yeah. Uh that's a guy's name. What a great name. Anyway. Jesse, is the next movie completely forgettable like this, or is it something that's stick in there? I don't know. Let's find out. Mystical magical number generator, give me my number. And it Maybe is movie not plagued by Two switching directors. Numbers two, which is 2013's 47 Ronin. Oh, okay. Oh. Keanu Reeves. Yes. Yes. I right. uh, vaguely remember watching this movie. What I know about this movie the most is that the the all of the promotional artwork would tell you that this skull-faced guy and this pirate ship is very important to the plot, yet... If I recall correctly, this guy's in the movie for maybe 30 seconds. I think I I seem to remember (laughs) that you're right. They show up to a pirate ship, they fight, and then they leave, and they never show that ever again. But all the promotional material is like, look at Skull Guy, look at Pirate Ship. And I'm like, oh, okay. I haven't seen this movie in a very long time. I, I, I think I saw this back when you still rented films. Yeah. Um, I think I rented this one night and I think I didn't even watch the full thing. I think I was just busy. I, I may have been on a date or something, uh, but boy, I, I recall so little of this film that I am interested in rewatching it. I agree. I I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I like Keanu Reeves. So. I like Keanu Reeves too. I, I love Keanu Reeves. He's quality guy. He's not the best actor on the planet. That's for sure. But always good to see him. So, Hmm. All right. Well, cool. Jesse, where can the good folks find you and all 47 of your Ronin? <laughs> the best place to find me and my Ronin. Uh, they wouldn't be my Ronin because they're Ronin. But uh, it would be uh, Twitter. Wait a minute. You're right. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> At Pen of Doom. That's uh, P-E-N-O-F-D-O-O-M. <laughs> hmm. Solid, solid use of knowledge on me right there, Jesse. That's okay. <laughs> Ronan would not have a master. That's the point. Anyway, uh, you can find me also on Twitter at Brando Supreme. That Supreme does not stand for intelligence. And uh, you can also find us on Facebook. We're the Box Office Bomb Squad. And you can email us at magictalkybox at uh, gmail.com. And if you go to anchor.fm, you can leave us a voicemail down there. Tell us what you think, uh, whether you like us, whether you love us, whether we're amazing. You know, there were no negatives there. Uh, also on that page is a place where you can put some schmeckles in the schmeckle jar if you're feeling so inclined. But that's up to you. If Brandon makes it sound like you definitely need to do that. I probably shouldn't do this because this implies that we have money. Uh, right? Yeah. At least just, some. He's shaking it, but it's making no noise. <laughs> Guys, this is Sharpies and flash drives in this mug. There's no change in here. It just gives a good audible uh, sign, sound. <laughs> and you yeah. can't hear me hold the cardboard sound, uh, sign up that says, please give us money. <laughs> we'll podcast for food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tried. That's at the beginning of... Uh, Justice League, so call back there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Josh Whedon's message to the world. Well, I tried. I tried. (laughs) Anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Don't watch Solo. Do watch Solo. I don't care. You won't remember it in a week anyway. See you guys later. See ya.